I am woman, hear me roar. <laughs> hey, no matter what your gender, everyone needs a powerful singing and speaking voice when the need arises. So listen up, you're about to get a roar lesson. Hello, this is Judy Rodman. You're listening to All Things Vocal Podcast. This is the audio version of the blog you can find at judyrodman.com. So we want to talk about how to have a stronger speaking or singing voice. Okay, first we need to talk about what that means. If you think in terms of what the voice is designed to do, you'll see that its sole purpose is to deliver messages. The ultimate goal of delivering a message is what? To get a specific response to that message. The stronger the desired response you get to your voice, the more valuable your voice is. Being vocally stronger takes a lot more than being louder. Otherwise, we could just shout all the time and get what we want. Here are some power fouls. You push air hard to raise your voice's volume level. The problem is overblowing your vocal cords drives them apart and dehydrates them, leading to inefficient vibration and vulnerability to injury. You will be loud, but you'll also be shrill, thin, and harsh. With the strain from the effort, your voice feels as bad as it sounds. You can be headed for vocal damage if you push like this for long. And stage or studio mics and sound systems and sound people don't like this push sound either. Neither do audiences. To accommodate it without clipping or distortion, your sound person or engineer will turn your signal down and you'll actually sound weaker than if you backed off. This is a real surprise to most people. When you sing with less volume, your mic can open up for your voice and your resulting mic sound ends up with more bandwidth and richer resonance and more apparent power. And another power foul? You try to increase your cool power by slurring your articulation and creating a vocal lick for every possible phrase. You don't realize how valuable lyrics and space are to the power of your voice. Yeah, you're feeling it, but your audience isn't quite sure what to feel because they can't understand the words. You lose fully one third of your musical, visual, lyrical performance impact. And it's one of the most common mistakes I see when watching songwriter rounds in Nashville and something I talk to all my artist students about. Speaking of which, you can fry your speaking voice by overblowing your instrument too and limit your impact by muddy articulation. So let me suggest a much more effective strategy. I'm going to give you three core keys to maxing your vocal power. Ready? The first key, strong breath compression. Your vocal cords love to be buzzed. They just hate to be blown. So to vibrate them more energetically for a louder sound, you need to allow them to zip closely together with a balance of breath control and support. This is what I like to refer to as breath compression centered in the pelvic floor. It enables good vocal cord compression, which is ideal for creating efficient volume. You take in a low breath 
then you support its upward movement by tensing in the pelvic floor or the legs or heels, which are just butt extensions for the voice. Tensing that low instead of up in the mid torso or diaphragm area will allow the bottom of your rib cage to expand and that enables your breath control. You end up with what I call pull power, delivering confident but controlled volume. You can rev it up by increasing this compression, spinning the air faster, being careful not to hold your breath nor allow it to blow through your cords without control. I know this is complicated. Your posture can affect it. Hint, hint, keep your head over your tailbone, not your toes. And I teach certain vocal exercises that create the habit of this balanced breath engine so you don't have to think about it when you're performing. Speaking of exercises, try this. Put your hand in the middle of your torso in your solar plexus region. Try singing or saying something while powering your voice from right there. Okay, next, put your hand on one of your back pockets or press the back of your hip. Try singing or saying the exact same thing while powering your voice from there. What did you notice about tension in your body and in your throat? What did you notice about your breath and your sound? Ready for key number two? An open throat channel. If you strum an electric guitar that's not plugged into an amp, you can strum as hard as you want. You can strum till the strings break, but you're not going to make much sound. If you plug it in and play it, you're amplifying the vibrations in the strings and the guitar body for much more sound. The quality of the sound can be tweaked by EQ changes in the amplifier. Another example to ponder here, no matter how loud you speak or sing, it won't be as loud as if you are in a big chamber, such as a hall or an elevator well with those great acoustics. The surfaces and cavities of the larger space take your little voice and magnify it. Well, that's what happens when you increase the space in your throat channel. The surfaces and cavities of that bigger space Take the vibrations coming off your larynx to whole new levels of volume and more importantly, of texture. All those places in your vocal cave add their own characteristics to your sound. So for richest and most interesting resonance, it's important to increase your throat space three-dimensionally. Here's an exercise to try. First, tighten your throat by squinting your eyes and locking your jaw. Sing or say something. If you can't think of anything, try happy birthday. Okay, now open your throat channel by raising your eyebrows, dropping your jaw, and moving your head slightly back. Sing or say the exact same thing. What differences did you notice about the feeling in your throat? What differences did you notice in your sound? And here is key number three laser-focused intentionality. Here's where we get the cart positioned appropriately behind the horse. Going back to our prime directive for even having a vocal apparatus in our necks, the voice is for delivering messages. When we can do that successfully, we get the response we want from the heart we're talking to. Here's an exercise to try. Ask these three questions. 
Number one, who am I trying to communicate to? And by the way, it should be one heart or one composite heart. Number two, what am I trying to communicate? What's my message? And number three, what would the response I want look like in my listener? When we're clear about those answers and we have those in mind, our automatic nervous system can focus in on a simple, powerful directive to get that response from that heart. This determines your choices of tone, inflection, dynamics, styling, embellishments, clarity of articulation, uh, you know, all kinds of things. In other words, this tells the voice how to sound. The higher level of vocal technique we develop just gives us more options to choose from. In short, technical vocal ability should be used in the service of delivering a message successfully. That's power. And if not, we're just playing survival of the vocal cords. Putting it all together. If you consider all three keys of our vocal power enhancers, you come up with my method of teaching. Power Path and Performance Vocal Training teaches you to center your breath engine in the pelvic floor, move your voice along the path through an open throat, and direct your communication to the appropriate one heart. This three cornerstone synergy of training creates vocal power that truly matters. And you can power your voice to the max with no strain. That's quite a bonus. If you'd like help with increasing your singing or speaking vocal power, train with me in person, online, or in a vocal training course on DISC. For more information, contact me through my website, judyrodman.com. This is Judy Rodman. I'm so glad you were with me today. We'll see you next time for another episode of All Things Vocal, the podcast for singers, speakers, vocal coaches, and studio producers.